Today, I'm in conversation with Denise Nikalik. Denise has been the company owner of Nikalik Consulting for the last two and a half years. And this builds on her 20 years experience across a broad range of roles, including consultancy, senior level project management and operations, leadership of large global teams of as many as six, 700 people, working with global organizations such as Citi, JP Morgan and HSBC. Pretty impressive. We first met in early 2020 when Denise signed up for the Academy of Executive Coaching Practitioner Diploma in Executive Coaching. So I'm delighted to have some time today in conversation with Denise. Our topic today is COVID and coaching. Where is the business world today given over a year of living in this pandemic and where does coaching fit in? Morning, Denise. Welcome. Morning, Wendy. Delighted to be uh, on, able to talk to you today. Um, oh, I'm lovely. looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, thank you so much for your time and conversing with me today. I really appreciate it. And I'm really looking forward to our conversation and where, where our thoughts might take us today. So just I'm wondering if a good place to start is to hear about how life and work has been for you um, since our first lockdown here in Ireland, which was March, March 2020. March how has life and work yeah, mm. how's it been for you? It's, it's amazing to think it's been 15, 16 months ago. And um, I, I guess one of the big things for me when the lockdown came, I think the middle of March and the schools were shutting down or, or you know, at that period, I was based in Dublin and, and had been based in Dublin for 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 years and years. Um, I'm originally from the west of Ireland, from from East Galway, um, a small, small village called Ballyforn. And I packed my bag for three weeks and said, right, if the world is going to shut down for a couple of weeks, I'll go west to the open fields and, and, and a bit more freedom than being in, in, in the middle of the city. And 15, 16 months later, I'm still <laughs> down west. I am very much, um, I guess, I've relocated down west. So from a life perspective, I've, I've shifted um quite significantly um accelerated by covid i won't say it would never have happened but okay COVID created a pocket of opportunity to just grasp it maybe a little bit more more actively um work wise uh, was an interesting one because because yeah I'm, I'm i'm in i've set up my own business i'm working for myself for a relatively short period of time two and a half um years and initially when the lockdown happened the diary cleared uh, and um, but luckily the weather was very very nice so I chose and, and I suppose very deliberately to stay in the present and say okay well what can you control influence do nothing about Denise the weather's nice you're down west and I and, and I spent a good six eight weeks on a lot of projects painting gardening I'm sure like <laughs> many others my brown bread is exceptional and I'm very proud <laughs> to say that you know after all that practice and then probably within a couple of months work started to to really really open up conversations again I think as businesses yeah. and teams pivoted overnight um to to this remote working environment um they recognized pretty quickly where specific, particularly in the coaching space support was um was really welcome and, and and reached out so I started to get busy again in the summer and 
the last year has been a nice busyness, a busyness with balance, actually, is what I would say. Um, and is that 20... different? Yeah, I was going to say, is that different to how life used to be for you in work? Yes, I guess I, I'm somebody who's always been somebody who's, I loved my job, whatever jobs I've done, I've always loved them. Um, not to say they were easy or without their challenge, but, but, but absolutely loved them. And I kind of, probably something I've learned about myself is I can throw myself so into the moment that maybe I lose balance on the things that are important to me in the longer term. So one of my goals was I want to work for myself. I want to do work that I love with organizations and people who, who, who are really engaged in it um, and draw, you know, who are in the driving seat of, of whatever work we're doing. Um, and I want to do that in balance with my life. So for example, I'm laughing here, Wendy, because my new dog that I got during COVID, which has been a lifelong dream, is chewing the hand off me right now. Okay. And I'm it together. <laughs> but that, that was one of the things. I, I yeah. never, for the last 10 years, I've really wanted a dog. And I thought, no, I can't. I traveled a lot with work. Yes. I was living in the city center. Mm. You know, dogs, I, I, I don't have children by choice, but I understand that dogs are a commitment, you know, um, and um and I have a dog now so that that helps to steer that balance for me I think is more yes. on an even keel with yes. me rather than just um yeah. achieving and being successful in role yeah. she uh, was you know she I mean. was she was determined to make a, an appearance on the podcast wasn't she well and I think she's you know, achieved she's that a, she loves the attention so we're just lucky this isn't a a, a video podcast or else you'd see me being mauled right now but i'm hope we're holding she'll get tired in a moment and she'll say she's only a puppy so she yeah. will she will relax yeah. in a moment yeah. but 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 lovely because this balance in your life it's so important isn't it and it's it's often mm. what we help our coaching clients with how do they get mm. how do they get their balance so mm. it's lovely when we have explored that for ourselves and we've made it happen in our lives then we're more authentic around it yeah it's deep understanding i i think at a at a human level and at a kind of support level when when i coach you know coaches don't have the answers and yeah. and that's one of the things that i think in 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 coaching for me who can be quite solution focused and in my background it's like there's a problem we need to solve it let's get in Coaches don't have the answers, but they help to steer a thought process or maybe create space um, for for yeah. individuals to cement the focus for themselves. Uh, and one of the things for me is that I, I, I understood more clearly what was important to me and then took more deliberate action to create in that space for myself and being able to do that for clients. Yeah, I believe and I know it can happen. So that in itself can be supported in the, in the coaching dialogue yes. and in, in that trust and, and, and support um, yeah. that you want to be able to give your clients in, in a coaching process. Yeah. So what, what have you found your clients have been asking you for? During COVID? Yeah. Specifically. Um, during COVID, actually, the beginning was really coaching for Headspace. Mm -hmm. um, you know, individuals recognising that the work environment, leaders were teams and organizations are looking for direction and guidance and understanding as to what what to do and what's going on and and nobody really had that oh it's okay this is what's going to happen it's okay this is how we're going to manage it everything was in such flux so yeah. so some of that coaching particularly in the first six months i would say was around creating space cementing mm. focus um a place of reflection and consideration to sort of 
um, lock and load and take it out. So, so I wouldn't say that was for everyone, but I would say there was definitely themes in there of, of thoughtful space, um, putting down the multiple plates individuals were spinning and being able to walk away with just that clarity and alignment and focus, mm. um, which, which, which was a big theme. Um, yes. More recently, it differs, and I, and I suppose I coach a lot in the banking and finance space because that's my background, mm -hmm. um, but, but also across, you know, multiple different areas. Um, there's a real focus on what's coming. How, how what's what's coming what's coming down as a leader you know we're, we're we're coming out of this enforced physical distance that was there and and i you know kind of say we've worked from home for the last 18 months i think that understates what it's been we've worked from home in an environment where we've been socially distanced and physically distanced from so many so it's not just been your typical what will be working from home going forward or remote working going forward. Yeah. Um, so how do we as leaders in organizations, as team members, transition back into whatever that will look like yes. um, and make that more productive? Because there's, there's excitement around it. There's also, I, I feel, some nervousness or anticipation or a lack of a, exactly how it's going to look because we don't know yet, you know, uh, yes. and there's so many changing elements yeah. that um, leaders are and individuals are looking to think about that and starting to create that culture which will allow the transition to work more effectively both for team members and for the collective teams and organizations. Yeah. So that's a really interesting comment you make around um, it wasn't just remote working it was remote working and social distancing and mm. the lockdown you know of hospitality and going out doing things um, mm. and then the uncertainty of what we're transitioning into in the workplace. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, I think to be fair, how amazing have, and, and I suppose I'm working with, with groups and individuals whose work has continued through COVID yeah. uh, as well, you know, um, but maybe, you know, there are many others whose work stopped, you know what I mean? Those in, in the retail sector and in, in the hospitality sector. And I think for some, depending on their home circumstances, that varied really differently. Um, you know, did I have, I didn't have my 40 minute commute each way to work. Um, did I throw that into work, you know, and did I give that bit extra? And was work actually part of the distraction during this pretty much the guts of 18 months where where yeah. you know I couldn't go out or meet people or, or do other things and and now how am I going to transition back into work and can I pull back from work because my social environment's going to open up a little bit more um there is there is there's there's different aspects of this transition going through yes. individuals minds I think how do I go back to commute if I yes. if I traveled a lot with work that travel was my thinking time, like the commute to work. Yeah. Um, for many, I think, and certainly for me, the commute to work was a delineation and a switch off between home and work. Yeah. We lost that for 18 months. Yes. Um, it was a thinking time going to work. It was a pack it away and reflection coming home from work. Yeah. And we've, we've adjusted. And I think many, we've had to develop individual strategies and disciplines, self-disciplines around working from home, some of which have worked better than others. Mm -hmm. And um, when we go back, 
what bits of what's working now do we take with us? Yes. And how does go? How is going back going to change? Um, change that. So that you know, as human beings, mm. we don't love uncertainty. Yeah. Um, we want we want to kind of know that it's going to be okay, and ultimately it will be okay. But we get to shape it. So the coaching yeah. focus is a little bit around creating the space to think about shaping that yes. next phase, yes. whatever that will look like, and it'll be different for different people. And as you were talking there, I was thinking of you know the standard, the traditional change change theories and of course they all you know talk about when change is happening what it's like what do we let go of what do we need to uh be sad about that that isn't you know in our lives mm. anymore but want to take with us that was good mm. it was good from the past experience be that experience good or bad but the, 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 mm. there's often good in everything so what do what, what is it we what is it we're worried about now losing that mm. we find we really valued perhaps in the way life has been for the last year and a bit mm. um, yeah yeah even for me myself I, I kind of think oh god you know when we go back to this does this mean I'm going to be on the road four days a week which which mm. I I'm predominantly would do my work in client organizations and yes so much of the of the, the, I know we've gotten zoomitis from time to time, but so much of it has been very productive and effective. So where, what yeah. does that blended future look like for me? And what, what boundaries are, do I want to set with my, with my clients? Do I go out and say, I'll be anywhere anytime? Mm. Or do I go out and sort of look to manage that? And, and even thinking and reflecting about that allows me to kind of understand what I want. Um, and, and, you know, we find, I, I, I'll speak from, from the self, you know, I could find myself at times sometimes thinking, well, I don't want this, I don't want that, I don't want the other. And I have to actively, and it's powerful to reframe that and kind of think, well, Denise, what do you want? Describe what, uh, what good looks like. Um, yeah. You know, describe what great would look like. And, yeah. and then start to create then the dialogue and the understanding and manage, you know, and engaging with clients, because we kind of assume sometimes everyone's going to want everything of us again, you know, and that's, yes. that's, that's very passive. And, and actually it's not, it's not true. First yeah, of all, you know, that's a really great point. So how do we, how do we say, this is what I would love given, given what I've experienced in this mad world for the past year and a bit, like we weren't expecting it. We didn't ask for it. We were thrown into it. We coped. We maybe even thrived through it. And now what now that I know both the worlds, <laughs> the normal world of the past and the COVID world, pandemic world, what what would I love my working life to look like mm. going forward? Mm. Yeah, it's very empowering. Um, I suppose what we create for ourselves, we're accountable for. We're, we're adults and human beings. So there is that personal accountability. Um, and sometimes it's easier to say, oh, I'm not able to do this or that or the other. So there is that level of empowerment. But that's that's where the magic sauce is in terms of saying we can we can yeah. all to some degree not shape every aspect of it, but really understand what good and great looks like for ourselves yeah. right now yeah. based on what we want. And that's yeah. I think that's a great starting point to be able to navigate the next year, yeah. 18 months. Yeah. That's good. And do you have any um, any snippets of what's coming to you as you ask that question of yourself? Like, what what would great look like for you? For me, as for me in my work, um, yeah. what would great look like? Oh, yeah, I have a, I have a I have a, no, I do have a good sense of it. I mean, I I really love 
working with clients and the connection and you know when you work for yourself you can work with people and teams and organizations that you really that I want to work with and that in sight work I'm I'm extroverted I'm feeling driven uh relationship driven so I'm a hugger you know so <laughs> so um no I don't go around hugging my clients but that, that, that sort of physical kind of being in the same room I think really really yes. helps particularly in some of the type of work I do with teams around building deepening trust you know and um, having mm. honest conversations that are that have discomfort in them and tension, but healthy tension and healthy discomfort. So I, I see the future for me being, you know, certainly being able to spend some time in clients, but it's yeah. not the default for all of the work that I do, because a lot of the work that I do also has worked extremely well um, mm. with some across Ireland organizations. We have multiple sites together on Zoom calls, and that has allowed a cross pollination of perspectives um, yeah. and insights that's been really powerful. So you would lose that by going you know, 100% back into site for clients. Um, my, my, uh, what I have sort of what good looks like is that balance of maybe a day or two a week traveling and sort yeah. of a balance with continuing the, 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 the Zoom and, and the Microsoft Teams and all of the, the different modes of, of working yes. with individuals and groups. Yes. And, and now that I have a dog, I have a dream that basically at some point when my dog comes out of puppyhood, um, she's amazingly empathetic. She's, She's just, she's a lovely, um, she's a lovely soul about her. And I, and I actually think yeah. there's something around, around bringing her into working. Now she's squeezing a toy in the background. I don't know if you can hear that. Oh, yeah. It's like she knows I'm talking she knows. about her. <laughs> she's going to take over the business after I retire, I think. Ah. Um, so there's something in it where I kind of, I do see her being a part of some work with some clients. And I don't really know what that looks like yet. And I don't need yeah. to know yet. Yes. But I think when you look at what the role that animals have played for people in this pandemic, in terms of connection, in terms of comfort, yeah. uh, there's something about how do we bring that forward? Because when we come out of the pandemic, do we put that aside and say, oh, we don't need them so much again? How can we how can we just link that forward in some way? So I don't know, coaching, coaching with Denise and her and her great Dane. Um, imagine the peace and the tranquility of that. I'll put it out there as an idea. Yeah, lovely. Really lovely. So, yeah, going going forward, uh, the, the snatches, the snatches of what you would love in, in, in your working life going forward are that sort of mix of being there in the room with the teams, um, given your love of just being with people and connecting with them, the relationship, the trust, perhaps the difficult conversations that, that, that perhaps people feel more able to enter into when, when we're all in the room together, but also balancing the benefits of um, uh, like multi-site organizations mm -hmm. being able to come together just so easily on something like Zoom or Teams mm. and, and the benefits of that. Yeah, mm. great. That's, and, and, and for you, maybe traveling one or two days a week, but certainly yeah. not on the road every day as your as your default. Yeah, yeah. yeah. which was the yeah. default of being busy. And I, I'm, I'm doing it quite a lot of work at the moment around supporting teams and, and organizations to really prepare for the workplace of the future in right. terms of in terms of digitalization, in terms of transformation, um, you know, the different skills and competencies, 
not the technical side of things because I'm far from a technical expert um, or even competent technically, I'll be quite honest, but but more from the kind of engagement, the the social capital skill sets, the, the critical thinking, innovation, you know, really harnessing those elements which which we do in part depending on our role in different ways, but will become a more of an important um, needed applied approach in, in the yeah. future of work as technology helps us do these things that are maybe more mundane or take out activities or shift our role more significantly. Yeah. How do we create and d- define what the next thing is for us? Uh, and yeah. that's this coaching as part of that, but also kind of your mindset and yeah. And thinking about, you know, our own capabilities um, and our own desires and wants. So, yeah. so, so that's quite interesting. So is that like the human side of, mm. you know, an advance or a change like digitalization or something? It's, yeah. You work with our, our normal human resistances or attractions around that kind of yeah. thing? Yeah, that, that the, the, the sort of how we, I suppose, as individuals, how do we engage in that when we're part of the, when we're in the wave of that change, which, to be honest with you, all of us are in some degree, uh, uh, part of its understanding and the awareness, and then how do we engage with it um, proactively and maybe productively? And, and then the other piece is, you know, the workplace of the future, computers and, 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 and automation will do so much but there'll be a much more stronger reliance on communication, collaboration, how people work together will play a much more significant role in terms of success of teams and, and you know, you know, improvement and, and impact and, and organizational success. Yeah. So, you know, in, in many regards, I think it'll become a more exposed skill set where that where where if it's not there, it will impact the bottom line more yeah. than in the future than it possibly does now. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, if I've explained that particularly yeah, well. No, I, I think I understand it. And it, it sounds to me like the it's the human bit, like what, what makes mm. us human and what are our human gifts um, that, that technology can't replace. Mm. But I also think what you're saying also is... Um, almost like how do we have to up our game maybe if if we're not playing to our strengths as humans because it's not going to compensate or technology will not be able to compensate for it absolutely absolutely and and there's 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 a space i suppose a growing space and focus in that in the clients that i'm working with um because it's i think the world economic forum refers it refers to those skills as power skills um because we won't harness the technology and create the impact that we want unless we're really leveraging the power skills um, and developing those power skills as well as part of that. Mm. So then a question comes to mind for me and it's, are you noticing at all that, um, I guess because we've been forced to be socially isolated, is there a hunger amongst people and organizations to work together again and to harness things together? I would I would say overall yes. I I, I think you know. Um, I I I think that there is a deep desire to get back. You know, one of the things that is is comes up again and again is just that 
physically being in a site and saying hello to someone in the hallway or, or seeing them at the coffee dock and sitting down and having a coffee and then hearing about something that's happening in another area and that helps inform or connect another conversation which then creates collaboration you know three conversations down um so so actually there's there's the socially missing out uh, on elements but then there's also a very strong link with that with the the sense of I'm not just working on my job in my role or my team is not just working on this, but I have a real sense of what's happening broader across the organization and the way that we interact and can help and support each other. Um, so that siloed element, um, everybody's been so busy. Yes. Um, everybody's been so, I think there's been real thoughtfulness during the last 15 months or so, 16 months. But in a way, some of that thoughtfulness may have resulted where I haven't picked up the phone to Wendy to say, hi, can I ask you about this? I've I've strived along on my own and tried to get something done because, oh, I know Wendy's really busy and she's up the walls or this is going on and I don't want to be intruding on her. Yeah. Where if we were in the workplace, I might have walked over and said, Wendy, three minutes, pick your brain. Let me know when yeah. works, you know. Yes. So so there's I think we've been thoughtful during the last 15, 16 mm. months. And, and and that's really, really good. But some of that thoughtfulness may have created just some, a little bit more distance. And yeah. when we're physically back together, I think that will connect, um, that will connect yeah. very quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. And so I'm going back in my mind again to our topic of COVID and coaching. Mm. Um, and just wondering, any, any other thoughts on how coaching and I suppose we're talking individual coaching as well as team coaching mm. um, and maybe we're also thinking more broadly coaching as in coaching conversations in organizations yeah. any thoughts on that yeah I, I I definitely do I think if we think about coaching from that perspective of one-to-one -one external coach I, I I'm not I, I mean there's an element of that but but when I think about a successful transition to back to the office or back to the site yes. wherever that is for people um you know there's a lot of organizations looking at well how do we do the blended how do we provide some flexibility for individuals but also kind of really harness the team and the and the the the, the creativity the dialogue the teamwork all of those elements together and whether that's two days a week for teams or a week a month, I don't know. It'll yeah. be different. Mm. I I feel that coaching will have a real significant role to play in those two days a week or that one week a month being what it needs to be to support, you know, the the other three days a week being from uh, home. So, yes. you know, imagine a situation where we're returning to work. And I'm two days a week in the office, but those two days a week are full of meetings back to back to back. Well, then, to be honest, could I have done that from home? You yes. know, and if if we're in the office as a team, how are we structuring that time um, thoughtfully and deliberately structuring that time so that it is valuable? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a West of Ireland girl. Are we milking the cow? you know, when we're in the office, you know what I mean? Rather than just being physically in the office and thinking that's ticking a box and that's going to make us, you know, create that foundation to be a high performing or an innovative or whatever is required of us as a team. Okay. And coaching to me will play a huge role in that in terms of peer-to-peer of -peer support and coaching. The little conversations, the 10 and 15 minute conversations, the way that we interact and when we are together have 
more powerful and more meaningful dialogue that supports then our our maybe yes. our more virtual environment however blended that will look for us yes yes so I'm, I'm thinking there of i don't know if, if you use this analogy with teams the the hamburger model so the hamburger model so the meat in the middle is the content of what we need to talk about or the work we're doing and then the top bread map is the uh is the how we work together mm -hmm. yes um how we work together in terms of structure of our meetings or the process of our meetings or how often we see each other um just any structures and processes we have in place that eases the way for how we all get the job done and then the bottom bread map is um how we all feel what the climate in the team is like mm. um you know maybe the under the surface stuff so it's sounding like you know as, as coaches as team coaches we can help people attend to the two high bits, the mm. how we're structuring attending to things and how we're attending to our group connection or um, the, the, just the emotions and, and the underlying stuff in the team. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a that's a nice link. And, you know, as coaches, we, we can play a role in supporting that and, and helping to build an understanding and, and, and help facilitate teams to create that because I don't think there's any one formula that's going to work for for every team that's not the way yeah. it's going to work there is a piece of creation and having an invested amount of time um for teams to define that and for leaders to, to help to, to understand that I believe will really support that transition back yes. um, to be more effective Yes. Um, and even talking about it, because, you know, I mean, this is the challenge at the moment. Teams don't necessarily know what it's going to look like. Mm. Leaders don't necessarily know what it's going to look like. So everyone's sitting there going, what are they going to say? I don't know. Will it be? It might be a month's time. We'll have to, you know, we'll see yes. how the COVID numbers are and the vaccine numbers are and how it's going to play out. But these are the quite, quite, quite sort of brainstorming conversations that can start now to sort yes. of create alignment and understanding so that when that clarity comes through. Yeah. Teams can be more prepared to engage in that, more aligned in terms of, of, of what they can pull out and mm. apply more quickly. Um, mm. and, and, and ultimately they're, what they're building is muscle strength for agility and engagement mm. in the next phase versus, yeah. well, we wait to hear the news and then we'll go into a room and talk about how's that gonna work for us. So it's, yes, it's really yes. proactivity is the word that comes to mind yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah, lovely. And what about the word that's just come to my mind is like fatigue and weariness of those mm. who are maybe now wrung out because mm. of what the, the pivoting they've had to do, the, the uncertainty, the scenario planning, the launching into one thing and then another. Mm. Are you experiencing that with your clients? Mm. Yeah, a little. Um, definitely. Um, there's there's that element of I was speaking to a group this week um, in Singapore and we were talking about design thinking and, you know, the, the, the thoughts around that and the iterative nature of it. And, and one gentleman was so lovely and honest and, and they were a quiet group. They were more listening than speaking, I have to say, which which was lovely then to sort of get the comment of, yeah, but that iterative process, wouldn't it be nice to just get it done and know that it's right? you know, and know that it's kind of done and we can move on to the next thing. And, you know, there's that desire to go, like I have a great desire when I write out my to-do list to go down with a highlighter and go done, 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 done. 
the reality is that to to do list is ever growing and I get stuff half done or I, I do a bit of it and actually I need to do another bit differently and mm. you know that the, the human I suppose our own personal appetite for that and understanding of how we manage our internal batteries how we charge ourselves what is what are the parts that we find more draining how can we rethink or reframe those so that yeah. change change is um is ever present there's a great little book called um change is great you go first <laughs> and it's that element of you know it's all very good we don't really get to choose i mean covid's a great example we don't mm. get to choose a tremendous amount and our motivation and our desire tremendously impacts how we engage in change whatever that change is um so, you know, if we think about teams creating or being being a part of the voice of defining the future, that very much will support motivation and desire in, in some regards for people. There is there is, I think, a, an element of courage and bravery for individuals to also connect with themselves and understand what's going on in themselves. Um, you know, I, I think of myself at different stages in my career where it was much easier to be busy. Yeah. than to actually ask the tougher questions in terms of balance and other things and you know um yes. throwing yes. yourself into something because then you're busy and you're tired yeah but maybe not but there's an element of something that's that's just not it's like a guitar that's not properly tuned in you know what i mean there's a yeah. couple of dud notes so for, yes. so for individuals am i tired how tired am i What's causing that tiredness? Is that is that a deeper fatigue or is that it's just been a crazy two weeks? Yes. What recharges my battery? I had a conversation with another with another man a couple a couple of months ago now, and we were talking about that recharging our batteries. And and again, he was great and honest. And he said, look, Denise, I have three kids at home. I have a really busy job. I would love to take 20 minutes a day to go for a walk. I'd love to. But that is not I just can't. I cannot commit to that for myself. I just can't. I need to be I, at this stage. I cannot do that. And uh, we'd great. We'd, we'd, it was a great group and great robust conversations. And I said, OK, if I pick up the phone call phone to you tomorrow morning and said, listen, I'm in a bit of bother. I need 20 minutes of your time. Can you give it to me? What would you say? And he said, I'd say no problem. And I said, so you can find 20 minutes for me. But you need to understand that. I suppose it's a bit. It's, it's, there's no right and wrong answer here, but look in the mirror and yeah. understand. Yeah. At what point does the boundary of needing to create that 20 minutes for me become more important than giving yeah. it to others? Because it, 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 you, our batteries, our personal space and our energy will impact the how we're giving to others and the quality mm. of what we're giving to others. And that's subtle, you know, that yes. grows over time. So so tuning into our own radio station and listening to ourselves, even if it's not a song we particularly like, <laughs> um, is is important to do from time to time just to reset yeah, yeah yeah and that's this is not easy stuff sometimes yeah. sometimes we want to you know keep busy yeah i love yeah. i love that point denise i think it's very wise and it it kind of does bring us full circle and where we started the conversation was around balance and mm. the changes you've made in your life over the past 15 months or whatever to find that balance and I think it's very true that it's almost like there's um there's a the challenge I guess the challenge to us all is how do we choose to spend our time so that we have we have the balance yes it can be wave after wave of change 
are coming at us as humans, we probably naturally yearn for stability and the status quo resumed. <laughs> and then we know where we stand, but that's not going to happen. So it really throws us this challenge of, so how are you going to manage yourself within that? How are you going to mm. be aware of any fatigue or lack of self-care um, so that you can, and, and that's an ongoing, almost like a daily practice, but like mindfulness is, is you know, mm. say that mindfulness is a daily practice. You're never kind of done <clears throat> and, and you can be supremely calm and grounded perhaps for days on end. And then, and then you're not going to be because something will mm. come along that will, that will throw us. So it's a constant endeavor Mm-hmm. Is to look at ourselves and say, okay, how am I? And am I am I making wise choices about my energy, my time? Uh, mm. Am I in the mood I want to be in? If not, how do I change that? Mm. Um, yeah, so... Yeah. It's this linking into resilience there for me, because resilience mm. is one of these topics that's been talked so much about. It's so yes. front and centre, particularly over the last year and a half. And, and you know, it's a, it's a newer area of research. It's a newer area of, of exploration. But, you know, a lot of the studies, um, when they're looking at the factors that contribute to personal resilience, one of the more primary consistent factors that show up is having caring and supportive relationships. Um, now, for me, that's a that's life, right? And as opposed to work only, that's very much a life statement. For 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 me, in terms of work, how do I think that coaching will refine, can help refine those coaching skills. As a member of a team, if I understand some of the ways to have more powerful conversations, mm. more supportive conversations, um, could really help kind of be a link into deepening mm. resilience for individuals and teams yeah. um and there's something in that there's some link in that for me for coaching skills coaching is traditionally you know there are different we all have different views based on our exposure to it and our experiences of it when you receive powerful coaching you get it um mm. you just you just get it all right and you understand what it is but you know and, and i'm talking about support development a space to allow someone to just put out what's going on but importantly then structure and come out of that conversation with some ideas of a way forward or some thought process or or just a, a d what you say a, a d a depressurizing of, of yeah. whatever that is so there's cleaner thought and yeah. and i think as teams and as individuals if we can do that more for each other we can we can help deepen the resilience in, in individuals yeah. and teams and that's where i see you know, I see for the net, for looking forward, me working with with leaders and organizations to help support that yeah. process. Yeah, uh, and it's a bit like being a driving instructor, right? You're not driving the car. You do have access to a brake usually <laughs> in the passenger seat, but your hands aren't on the steering wheel. But you're really helping to sort of support someone to learn to learn that and to engage yeah. in that. So yeah. will and appetite will, will be a big part mm. of that. Mm. Um, but it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, on that note, uh, I will draw our conversation to a close. It's um, as ever. It's been just fascinating to 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 talk with you. You have a a wonderful uh, creative creative mind, and it's just lovely to hear you touch on your work over the past whatever and and your your view of what your work will be 
going going forward and um yeah thank you thank you so much for your time today it's been a pleasure yeah it's been a pleasure all right absolutely wonderful thank you wendy take care right that's what's finished recording well done I have no idea what that was like. And actually, multitasking helped because I just talked then and then I was going, but shit, am I blathering? But I just kind of went with it because it's interesting. I can overthink stuff. So (laughs) the tramp coming in and eating the hand off me was, I just think that's the funniest thing ever. (gasps) Oh, Oh, and I meant, oh, I meant it was in my mind. uh, I meant to thank Luna as well at the end of the closeout. I, I meant to thank Luna as well as Denise for being here. Oh, missed opportunity. No worries. No, worries. Oh. no I think. How was um, that? How was that? Because that, you, you have a different perspective. Yes, on that was really good. Um, I mean, I just love the way, like I said at the end, you, your creative mind and where you go and your thoughts. Um, but at the same time, it was very disciplined as well. Okay. Um, okay and. And I, I, yeah, I just think what a fascinating, like how long, oops, I didn't stop my timer, but it's just turning 40 minutes now. So it was less than 40 minutes, maybe 38 minutes. Um, but I just think what, what a lot packed into, and, mm. and we were on topic, like it was all about COVID and coaching, but, but not saying coaching every five minutes, but everything yes. was in the space of that. So that was just yes. lovely. Okay. Really okay, good. Lovely, lovely. Really good. Well done. <laughs> I didn't need my bubble, my butterflies in my stomach this morning. Well, I did need them because they're part of the process. But yeah, that's true, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, you're good, good at this. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. Yeah. But I, but I was talking to a friend. I was texting a friend last night because I've been up with Singapore the last two mornings at four a.m. Oh. So I was, I was really tired last night, and um, I just texted and went. You know, I text a few friends who tend to text around ten o'clock, going, "I'm going to bed now at half eight. <laughs> and I am, I am recording my first podcast tomorrow. I am a guest on a podcast, so fuck, what have I gotten myself into? But also, I'm very excited. Da, 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 da. And Anita, who works in TV, she was like, Denise, anytime we film, just talk to the. Pro- You're just having a conversation. Forget about it all. You're just talking. Yes. And you're yes. really good at having conversations. So just yes. go with it, which was a really oh. nice. It was a, it was a, just a reminder to kind of get into the flow. Yes. And that's how it felt, to be honest with you. It felt very yeah. much like a, yeah. I didn't think as we were going through that, after about the first three minutes, I didn't think, oh shit, am I going to say something that's going to be valuable to the listener? Yeah. yeah. Which would have been the distracting oh. thought, yes, if, yes. if you know what I mean? Yes. yes. It was more, I'm having a conversation with Wendy. Yeah, yeah, good. Yes. And I feel that too. Oh, your you sound know? is gone. Can you hear me? Oh, maybe I pressed let me see why has my side gone that didn't happen in the recording i wonder if that's my side that could be my side it could be my batteries so let me let me switch off this okay yeah oh can you hear me now the batteries have just run out on the airpods that was lucky lucky. i don't know if you heard me if you heard what i was saying i was just kind of saying i my 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 concern was that i would be distracted thinking about what i was saying going will this be of value to the audience yes yes and actually i just just kind of felt that's right you were just in conversation with me and i was saying i really felt that too like Mm -hmm. you know i just i'm able to just listen to you and i'm processing it and i'm like wow that's interesting and that's a good point and then i'm like like genuinely responding to that with with a summary or a question um you, uh, what I really liked is yeah. you knitted together then some of the points and then brought it back to the start in terms of the coaching yeah. or the you know yeah. the COVID kind of transition. So that that yeah. really I think helped the structure 
yeah. of it or just the messaging in it. So yeah, yeah that yeah. was good. Let's do another one. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can do. Absolutely. We could do a part two, like in six, eight months time. That would be fabulous. I Wouldn't love it? To. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Coming through, coming through the millie. <laughs> yeah. So next, next steps are, um, I send the, well, Alistair has the recording, so I'll ask him, hey, just to listen to it or whatever. Um, We'll get it back to you. I don't know if it's still recording. Like it's saying for my little picture, but the red button is still on. But then toggle record. Oh, I can see a red button on me actually. Yeah. Is that yeah. arc? Oh, it says archiving on. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what that means. I thought I'd turned it off. Like it was anyway. I won't worry about it. Um. So yeah. Next steps. Um. Uh. Alistair will check the sound, etc. And um. A. I'm in the process of setting up the podcast, if you like. So we're getting a Spotify count. We're doing some visuals and a bit of blurb. So people find it. There's something there. Um, this is the second one. Then hopefully Ryan, when we chat about it, for doing it. So that'll be the next couple of weeks. Okay. So I'll then have a, a bank of recordings. So they'll probably go up in about three weeks time, be available to people. Oh, wow. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Fantastic. That's actually um, really great. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll just, I'll just keep them going and we, we'll release them first to the alumni group. That's yeah. about a hundred and it'll be about 120 people. Uh, and we'll have access to it first to listen to it. And, and actually it'd be lovely, you know, when your peers listen to you, for example, if they comment and, you know, yeah. talk about it and it starts a conversation maybe. So, and um, that will most likely be on the LinkedIn group. So maybe that will drive some traffic to the LinkedIn alumni group. Yes. People sharing stuff that might be quite nice. Um, I know it's not a great place for people to find easily, but hopefully. And that, that will might. be a closed, kind of closed to the alumni group. It is a closed group. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I um, yeah. was working with Dell last week and a lot around change and engaging with change and the fear element, the what if. And they were a good group. They were more introverted I guess and not sort of sharing and I said all right lads I'm gonna look fucking just follow it on the line here I've been asked to do a podcast to be a guest on a podcast and I told them the story and I said I'm so excited and it's a topic I'm really passionate about and you know um I've also been from time to time going to bed going oh shit Denise you're very sick and you're getting your vaccine the day before so maybe actually you should ring Wendy and say listen can we push it out a couple of weeks and da, da, da. Yes. And, and I yes. said like when I really look at that the driver of that dialogue we had a really open question so two of them connected with me on linkedin and said we want to see your podcast when will it be what's it called and i was like oh my god i've really <laughs> i said i've said, I've, I've shot myself in the foot here but actually it's good it's good kind of yeah it, there's a discomfort and attention in it but it's yes it, it's a powerful engaging discomfort and yes. tension rather than you know that that kind of a way so yeah i'm laughing i'm laughing at the yeah. two of them so but so also yeah, that's, lo that's lovely that you're um you're transparent and real with your clients like that that you're in it too yeah yeah i think that that you know your clients will love you for that yeah it's it's an it's an amazing i'm really quite comfortable with it um as in it's not that there's no no discomfort but it's not it's not a deeply uncomfortable thing for yes. me to share. Yeah. Um, 
stuff like that when we're talking about change and resilience and, yeah, yeah. and our own lives and you know the things that shape us part of it is, is is understanding those and liking the things that shape us and then deciding mm -hmm. if we want to be shaped shape ourselves in a different way and all that kind of so i i do share it opens up deep trust actually in the group but the amount yes. of people who've held back at the end and talk about just what because this is a corporate program right yeah. this is a but i get to do the i get to do the nice stuff i'm not doing cloud and big data and all that sort of stuff you know i'm doing the the, the, the personal the, the the people stuff yeah. and the amount of people that that and the comments is is unbelievable in terms of them walking away with insights and tools and a perspective that's going to change that's changing their life their family yes. their relationship with yes. their kids that's that's the magic for me like yeah. that is the magic yeah. Yeah. i productive and engaged in work and like their job more but if it can flow broader outside yes. and that's the magic really yeah, for yeah. So yeah, yeah it's good it's good fun well yeah thank you so much and we'll yeah. we'll put it out there in a few weeks and I, oh and i will send it to you i'll send it to you um Perfect. so that you can listen Have to it. it so if there's anything on it that you think actually i'm not comfortable with that <coughs> I'll come not back. a problem at all okay yeah I can't see anything right. at this point. Brilliant. Right. Thanks very right. much. Wendy. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Thursday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.